Hello, and welcome to another episode of Alexis Says. I am your host, Alexis McGass, and joining me this week is Carlos Briseño. What's up? What's going on, bro? How's everything? Uh, really bored, because there's nothing to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's rough right now. It's rough. In I terms know. of movies, there's just nothing. There's just absolutely yeah, yeah. It's it's brutal. Yeah, um, there's not really much of anything right now, you know. Like we we just wrapped up the boys, which uh, you know was I loved it. I, I thought it was better than the, than the first season. Uh, um, I, I don't agree, actually. Really? Uh, okay. Uh, All right. Well, well, we'll dive into that. We'll dive into that. And, um, and then you know, like I want to watch the haunting of Blind Manor, but apparently people are saying it's not as good as Hill House. I've been hearing. Little... I've been hearing it's not as scary. That's what I've been hearing. I've been hearing that the actual like story itself is pretty pretty good but in terms of like mm. scares it's not as scary as uh hill house so okay well you know like you win some you lose some but yeah mm. I, I don't know like for me yeah hill house was definitely a scary show but like it wasn't like the conjuring level of scary like the conjuring fucked me up like that was that was a you know when i watched that movie like it freaked the hell out of me like hill house like oh i could i could watch it just fine like i i binged it like i, I went straight through you know, usually, you know, horror stuff, I, I got to pace myself. But for this one, no, I watched it, no problem. For me, the for me, and when it, going back to Hill House, uh, I, I I agree. It's it's not like terrifyingly scary, like how you were mentioning The Conjuring. But um, there, it definitely had its 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 scares here and there that were like a little bit like one of those that send a chill up your spine. And yeah, um, uh, for me, it was uh, uh I forgot. I forgot the, the character's name from the show, but he's the one that he's the he's the he when he's like a little boy, he's like a little like nerdy, pudgy little boy. And he has like glasses. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot his name, but Nels twin. Right. Yeah. Nels twin. Uh, when he gets like uh, locked into like he falls down the dumbwaiter into the basement. And then there's that mm. thing that pops out of the corner from the room that starts crawling towards the elevator. That yep. part was like, holy shit, that was pretty fucking scary. But yeah, no, for, for me, yeah. it was a scene uh, in the car with the sisters when oh, they're both yeah. adults and they're driving and fucking Nell pops up in, out of nowhere. Yeah. Dude. And like, apparently, um, I read somewhere that the actresses didn't know when she was going to pop out. Yeah. Or at least like they, yeah, like, like they knew when she was supposed to, but I guess she came out early. And so that was like a legit scare. And I was like, yeah, well, you legit scared me. I shit myself when I said that part happened. Yeah, I was about to mention that. Yeah, that it was, I believe, I believe it was, they didn't know when she was going to pop out. But yeah. that you know they were just you know I feel like they were maybe like improving their their argument you know because they're just literally just talking over each other and then obviously mm-hmm. Nell pops out and scares the shit out of both of them so <laughs> yeah it's the shit out of everybody man like that, that scene was really good mm-hmm. uh, but anyways uh, so yeah so this week's episode I say let's not go to the movies so we're actually going to talk about movies and films right now even though we just went on a TV uh, bender but who cares we'll do that it's my show you're here listen to it. <laughs> um but yeah so basically we're going to talk about a little bit of the state of film right now um basically there is none you know like movie theaters opening back up but no one's still really going uh at least here in miami uh we have regal cinemas actually just closed down their theaters here because no one's going to the movies basically uh but carlos i know you've uh, actually gone to the theater since they reopened so like you want to talk about the experience a little bit yeah uh i i saw tenant around i want to say like it was like late i believe i think it was like late august um it was the first time that uh, or at least the first movie i saw since uh, you know everything shut down and um and it was actually the first time that um amc because uh, i'm part of their a-list program for, which is you know they're basically like their equivalent to movie pass for their a-list program to like let you reactivate the uh 
the actual membership because they obviously with all the theaters closing for you know a couple months they you know uh deactivated everybody's membership because there's no point in paying for that when you can't even go to the theaters so when they finally let you reactivate it that was that was like the first movie that um, at least first major movie that you were able to actually go out to theaters and watch it and it was one of my most anticipated of the year um mm -hmm. long story short i loved it i thought it was amazing um if you like that christopher nolan it completely you know confusing sometimes maybe a little bit uh over the top storyline, like confusing for the sake of being confusing type of thing. But yeah. it's still like when you're, it makes you think, you know what I mean? So, but uh, act for when it came to the actual movie theater experience, um, I was able to watch it in uh, our, our AMC near us has uh, Dolby theater. So it has, you know, those seats that are a little bit, not necessarily more spread apart, but they're larger. So there's less people kind of like sitting on top of you when like things were normal, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. But when I went, I went on a Sunday, around like 8 p.m. And I think the theater sits maybe 120 people and maybe maybe 25 showed up, if that, um, that you know, to the actual theater itself. And um, I felt pretty safe. I mean, you know, they, they're mentioning, you know, certain uh, scientific data shows that being in a, uh, a re inside of a, an enclosed room with recirculating air may not be the best option in terms of trying to be safe from this virus. But yeah. Um, I, it, it didn't really worry me too much just because like of the amount of people that were in there and how large of a room the theater is. And also, um, it was absolutely freezing. So wearing a mask for the entire two and a half hour duration of the movie was not a problem. Um, it was not one of those moments where I was like, I needed to like take it off to like, you know, let my, my nose breathe or, or let like, you know, some air touch my, like my lips just because they were getting dried out or anything like that. To feel alive. Um, right. Um, so wearing a mask for the entire the entirety of the movie was not a problem at all. Um, you know, most people respected from what I saw the whole mask rule of leaving it on throughout the movie theater. Um, at that time, they weren't allowing concessions to be sold um, within the movie theater. So there was no excuse for anybody to take their mask off because AMC did have a rule that if you um, do take your mask off, it's only because you were either actively eating or drinking. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, with that kind of rule, you know, that just it leaves it up to anyone yeah, to it's, leave. It's too much of, yeah, too much of a gray area. Right. They can just leave it off and, and you know, be like, oh, I've been drinking the whole movie or I was eating popcorn the whole mm -hmm. movie. But um, absolutely. So, I, so at that time, they weren't allowed. They didn't have concessions. So nobody for any reason should have been taking their mask off. And from look, just looking around, just glancing over here and there, everybody left it on. I to be quite honest, I honestly think it was because of how cold that movie theater was like it was freezing. But um <laughs> Other than that, I mean, well, it 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 was nice to be back in a movie theater because it felt like being you know back to w the way things were, and there was never a moment where I felt uh, unsafe or there was like I had people on top of me or you know they they have it where when you select your seat the moment you click purchase AMC will automatically put X's next to the two seats um, to the right and to the left of you so nobody can technically sit next to you um, yeah. so that that's definitely a nice uh, you know little safety. Uh, tidbit, but um, I, I enjoyed it. And then, uh, to be honest, I, I think like two weeks after that, I went and saw a Kajillionaire in a normal uh, AMC theater, not in their Dolby. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that movie. Like, it, it looks interesting. It's interesting. It's um, I enjoyed it, but it's definitely polarizing. Some people might find mm -hmm. it like really dumb, and like there's a lot of scenes that might like. Uh, it's a it's kind of like a I would say like a dramedy, more on the comedy side than there is drama, but. Mm -hmm. um, 
And there's certain scenes that feel a little bit like the maybe the average person might find like, what the hell was the point of that? Or this is not funny. But for me, I enjoyed it. And, um, you know, all, all the all the actors perform really well. It's definitely, you know, your typical indie film, very low budget, yeah. very, you know, very uh, one of those uh, kind of Oscar bait, but more like uh, film festival bait, you know. So mm. um, I enjoyed it. But as for the theater experience, it was the same thing. You know, I went into it was a normal theater, it wasn't a Dolby theater. It wasn't as freezing. So uh, there's a positive and a negative to that. Um, mm. Wearing the mask still the entire time was not an issue. Now that uh, when I did see it, they did allow concessions at this point. So uh, my wife and I did have, you know, a, a drink and some popcorn. So like whenever I did want to drink or have a, a little bit of bite to eat, I would, you know, leave my mask kind of like dangling off of one of my ears, eat whatever I wanted right. to eat or drink whatever I wanted to drink. And when I was done, I would put it back up. But you got in that gray area. Yeah, I got in that gray area. But um, <laughs> but other than that, it, it was fine. I mean, it's it, like I said, it's uh, it's it's definitely it was a nice feeling because it felt like you know, the normal days. Um, and my wife and I, we've talked about it where if there's anything that we miss the most about, you know, the, those, those, those early times, like, you know, when, what January was like for all of us, um, was, uh, basically either going out to restaurants or going to the movies. That was, those are the two things that we missed the most. And being able to go back to the movies was definitely a nice feeling, but as you know, we'll talk about it, you know, in, in the next, you know, couple minutes or so, uh, it's getting a little frustrating because just things are just not being released. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, studios are just you know just balking at everything. Because fact is, you know, in the case of Tenant, you know, funny thing is with Tenant, you know, I, I see commercials all the time for it, especially when the NBA was still going on, and they always say the number the number one movie in the world. And I was always like, it's the only movie in the world right now. <laughs> you know, there's like, what, what's it competing against? Like, what else was, is out? It was when Tenet came out, it was literally, it was that. The next big, I guess, totem pole uh, budgeted movie was, I mean, The New Mutants. But then The, the New Mutants was one of those things where, like, Disney, uh, it, it was basically made even before Disney had acquired Fox. Yeah, so yeah. Like, was that, with, that movie, yeah. yeah, it was like, you know what, just get it out. Just get it exactly. out already. Disney's like, you, you know, know what? what, we're tired of seeing this on the on the budget list. It's costing us money <laughs> at this point. Just get yeah. it out of there and just let it, you know, let's see what we can make from it. So. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, as far as Tenet is concerned, like, they haven't really released any numbers, have they? Like, I haven't seen think, anything as far as like, think, what they're making off of it. I think they have. Let me let me look it up really quick. But I know it wasn't great. Um, yeah. Well, no, how, how could it be, you know, with, with everything that's going on right now? So, yeah, you know, so studios are, are definitely, you know, pushing things back. But one bright side is that movies are just being made as well. A lot of movies are back to filming. Uh, like the Batman uh, recently just went back into filming uh, after they got paused because Robert Pattinson actually caught COVID. So they had to take a break for about two weeks now. But, you know, they've been filming consistently now for, I want to say, what, probably about a month at this point. So, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure they got a good chunk of filming in. And uh, they actually released new set photos, I want to say yesterday. And we actually got to see a real, like, the best look at Colin Farrell as Oswald Cobblepot, the penguin. And holy hell, like, you cannot tell that's Colin Farrell. Yeah, you, like, it's, not, it's not Colin Farrell. I, they could yeah. say it's Colin Farrell, but it's not Colin Farrell. It's whoever exactly. That, whoever that guy yeah. is. Like the the makeup like on that guy is incredible. Like they, they got him in some kind of like you know not not a fat suit, but obviously you know he's not you know like it's not his body shape. He's wearing some kind of suit under that you know, under heavy prosthetics, right? You know the, his face is a little you know scarred. His nose is like long, like the penguin disfigured. You know he just does not look like himself. You know so it's it's very interesting like what they're doing with him. And I'm you know we haven't heard him talk obviously, so we don't know like how he's going to try and portray the character. Um, you know is he going to go for the the English accent like we got in the Arkham series? You know, 
um, because like he well, he's not British in the comics, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like I, at least in, in the Batman show, he wasn't. No, no, I think they uh, the the the. It seems like to me the thing that kicked it off with his whole British thing was was the Batman Arkham Asylum, right? With yeah, mm-hmm. with Nolan North as his voice. Um, but uh, in the first trailer, he does say one line. It was like, remember when when the Batmobile is he's being chased? He he has that line where he yells something. Uh, this guy's crazy, is what he says. Oh, okay, yeah. yes, You're and right. you can, okay. I think you can hear. It seems like he's gonna have like a typical, uh, uh, not not an American accent, but almost like maybe mobster like, you know, cause it seems yeah. like, it seems like he's involved with, uh, uh, cause Falcone's in it too. Right. Cause it's John Turturro, right. Or he's, yeah. playing- uh, it's either Falcone or Maroney, one of those two guys, but you can tell this is definitely, he's not the penguin yet. Right. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure like he'll, he'll be called Oswald Cobblepot, you know, and like he'll probably become the penguin by the end of the movie, you know, cause at the same time, you don't want to have the problem with movies where you juggle too many villains. Right, because mm-hmm. you're you're throwing in the Riddler, you're throwing in the Penguin, uh, Catwoman. Even though you know she's more of a you know she'd be more of a love interest than anything else, but you know the last thing you want to do, and you got the mob as well, right? Even though the Dark Knight was able to do it properly, because the Dark Knight, the main overarching villain was the Joker, mm-hmm. right? Who you know was working the mob, and then you got Two Face at the end. So like it wasn't like you know he was constantly fighting people. You know it didn't get like the Spider Man Two treatment. Uh, which uh, actually a good segue, um, a big set of news that happened actually after we recorded our last episode, we actually did an episode where we talked about Marvel movies and things like that. And literally the day after that episode launched, they announced that Jamie Foxx was going to come back as Electro for the third Spider-Man movie from Marvel, which was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just It's kind of, it's just weird. Um, I think this is more of a, of a Sony decision more than, than, than Disney. I have a feeling just because like technically Sony still owns the rights to Spider-Man, but they're working in tandem with like the Disney's creative side of make, of like helping them make the movies and make them, make them, you know, likable and good. Yeah. Make make them them good, likable, make them, you know, obviously make money. Um, and also Disney's Disney sees it as, you know, we get to use a character that we technically don't own, but we can weave these stories into our universe, but uh, let Sony have a little bit more of creative freedom with, with like who's in these movies. So this definitely seems like Sony is uh, not taking, like not ruling out the whole combining all their Spider-Man universes together because you have, you know, when, when far from home, um, when that, when the post credit scene, you had, uh, What's his face as Jonah Jameson come back? Um, yep. J.K. Simmons as Joe, Jonah Jameson. Jameson, right? And so you're thinking like, oh, like I mean, he was perfectly casted, right? But um, he was all part of the Tobey Maguire series, so you would think that that was just like a separate universe. Like you know, there's no way in hell they would bring him back, and they ended up bringing him back in this, you know, to- in this uh, what's it, what's it called? Um, in this the, universe, uh, the Hollandverse, the Hollandverse, Tom Hollandverse, right? <laughs> so they brought him back, and I was like, okay, I mean, I like it. It's just it's a little bit weird but um jk yeah, well, like, not- uh, like i don't think it's that weird because it's been so long since the last you know toby uh, movie you know like spider-man 3 was what 2007 2008 yeah you know it's been well over 10 years like you know to the point where it was just like, a really cool cameo to see mm-hmm. um so, so like, i didn't find that that odd the jamie fox news i did find odd um uh, only because it's like why are we i don't know because I, I feel like him as electro First of all, was the total opposite of J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson because he was great as that character, and mm-hmm. Jamie Fox stunk it up as Electro. Granted, it wasn't his fault, right? Yeah. Not entirely. I, I think he's a great actor. That script was just terrible. Yeah, you know, the character was terrible. The story was terrible. That movie was just awful. 
So not entirely his fault, but, you know, it's hard to get that taste out of your mouth. You know, the only saving grace is that he's coming now into the Disney Marvel universe. And, you know, they also announced that Doctor Strange is going to be a part of Spider-Man 3 as well. So now it's just like, dude, are you giving a Spider-Verse? Like, just say it already. You know, you're already throwing in all these little tidbits and you're bringing in Doctor Strange, whose film is going to be the multiverse of madness, which means that he's already going to go into multiple universes. So why wouldn't he be the key or at least someone that's going to help Spider-Man deal with the Spider-Verse situation? I think I, I mean, I think you you hit the nail on the head. I, I, I think they're basically saying we are going to do this without saying that we are going to do this, you know, just so, just to keep it as a surprise type of thing mm-hmm. where because um, there was remember the whole rumors floating around, not even rumors. They had like set photos before they had released Endgame of like you saw uh, Chris Evans as like wearing his original Captain America suit or not the original, but the suit from the first Avengers. So yeah. it was basically like a given as to like, oh, they're going to, you know, they're going to go, they're going to use the quantum realm to go through time and, you know, bounce around from different moments in, in throughout the movies. And it was never really confirmed because, I mean, how awesome was it, even though we all kind of knew it was going to happen to finally see yeah. it on screen and be like, holy shit, you know, yeah. it was pretty amazing. So I have a feeling it's the same thing with this. I, it's probably going to be, yeah, where Doctor Strange is going to uh, be being involved with him being involved. It's it most likely seems that they're going to do the whole uh, ultimate, like, you know, the Spider-Man universe, you know, the multiverse mm-hmm. yeah. um, and just kind of do it without confirming it just so that, you know, the excitement is building up until it's finally confirmed when people actually go watch it in theaters. So mm-hmm. I agree. So like, who, who do you think that we're going to get from those Spider-Verse? Obviously, like, I'm, I'm pretty convinced that Electro is going to be the one from that universe, even though they say that he's not going to be blue. You know, so like I guess they're trying to get away from that electro. So we'll see what they do. But as far as like the different Spider-Man that we're gonna get, like, do you think that we'll get Toby and Andrew Garfield back? I think I think if we do, um, they won't. Uh, whether it be either one of them, I don't know if we get both. I'm sure they would maybe try to get one. I mean, if they got both, who would you want to get? Yep, I want Toby. I, I've, I'll I'll give you know. I'll give it to Andrew Garfield. I actually liked his version of the way he did Peter Parker. Um, I liked it. The, just the whole, cause like um, his little quips and one liners when he's wearing the suit to like anybody, he's like beating the shit out of or whatever. I thought actually worked really well. The only problem is that like both Toby and Andrew Garfield look like they're in their late twenties, early thirties, you know? Mm-hmm. So they felt a little bit older than what Peter Parker should be. Um, mm-hmm. But if you were to ask me which one would I prefer to see come back, I, I would say definitely Toby. Just, you know, he's, yeah. he's he started it all, you know? Yeah, because like he can be the Peter Parker that you had in Spider-Verse that's older, right. you know, weary, you know, tired of being Spider-Man, you know? And, like, I think that worked perfectly. Um, do you think we get, like, uh, Miles Morales? Do you think he's going to pop up in this? Maybe. Uh, that's that's a good question. I, I don't know because do they want to take away from the hype of the animated version of miles Morales coming back? And cause they're doing an, another, you know, yeah. Spider-Man, you know, multiverse film with, with, you know, the animated one. So, um, that's a good question, but then you could argue with like, maybe they do just to kind of hype up the whole miles Morales character, you know, again. And mm-hmm. it also helps because it brings, you know, another, uh, character, like minority character that's getting a little bit of spotlight and, you know, uh, can be actually really cool. A lot of people like Miles Morales more than Peter Parker. So, um, yeah, like I'm not, I'm not on that boat, um, but I do enjoy Miles Morales. Like I'm looking forward to the Miles Morales video game. Definitely. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mostly because, you know, it's, it's going to be freaking amazing to play, but 
yeah, like it, I think that it would it wouldn't be a bad time to bring him out because of you know how much popularity popularity the character has been going through since you know into the Spider Verse and now he's getting his own video game. So why wouldn't you come out with the live action version of him? So you know we'll we'll see. You know, but just knowing what's happening so far with that movie, like it's got a lot of potential. So we'll have to see like what Disney decides to do. Regardless, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great movie. Who would you pick to play him if you had the choice? Oh, jeez, to play Miles Morales. Oh man, First, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't let's know, let's man. Get, I, let's I really make a don't caveat know. here. He doesn't have to be like Hispanic, Hispanic. Let's just say that because Miles Morales is he's 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 mixed, right? Because he's yeah, yeah, he's, he's mixed. Um, if I remember, is his dad Hispanic? I'm, I'm not da- too sure. His mom is Hispanic. His dad is black. I, okay, so. Yeah. Wait, but okay. All right. So, so his dad's black with the last name Morales. Okay. Well, in in the animated movie, his mom is the one that's like she's speaking Spanish to him, and then mm. his dad is the cop that is. Cl- yeah, you're right. So, well, uh, I don't, maybe both his parents are mixed. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Whatever. Um, dude, I don't know because like you know, I would want it to be you know a young actor, right? So, uh, it's tough to say because everywhere everybody was like for a long time Donald Glover, Donald Glover, but he's too old now. Well, he was so, in it. Remember, he's in the first uh, Spider-Man. Oh yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, he he was like one of the the side henchmen, which was odd. It's like, I don't know, it, it it was odd to cast him in that movie. Well, uh, yeah, I, maybe. I mean, that scene where 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 uh, Tom Holland is wearing the Spider-Man suit and he's using the intimidation voice, and <laughs> and 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 Donald Glover's like stuck to the trunk of his car, and it's that is one of the funniest scenes in that entire movie where it, it's like he, he, you know, Donald Glover's like. You know, you 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 sound like a boy. He's like, I'm not a I'm not a boy. I'm a man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's 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 such a good scene. But yeah, Donald Glover was uh, would have been an interesting choice. Obviously, if they didn't cast him for the movie. Um, I personally like I forgot his name, but the kid who actually voices Miles Morales from the animated movie. He was in the movie mm. um, Dope. I don't know if you ever saw that movie Dope. Um, uh, I, I, I never saw it, but I know about it. It's uh, Shamik Moore. That, yeah, that's who played him. he would be interesting just to play of the real life version of miles Morales. Cause um, mm. I mean, he, he could definitely pull it off. I mean, he obviously has the voice talent to pull him off. So um, I'm trying to think who else would be really good. Because- uh, that, that's, that's tough, dude. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like, you know, like, it would have to be like, again, like a young actor. It might have to be like, a, you know, like a relative no name, you know, because like, I, I don't know anyone like established, like a really pull off, you know, being that character. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah, I it, I think it'll be interesting to see because um, every Spider-Man movie has had some sort of tie-in to the um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because what was it in in Spider-Man uh, Homecoming? You had obviously Iron Man in it with Robert mm-hmm. Downey, and then in Far From Home, you had Samuel Jackson and um, with, with, I think it was just him, right? I'm trying to think who else. What was the tie-in? Yeah, but- from no, it, it was yeah, it was just him. Uh, but you know, ended up being a scroll. But yeah, it right. was him and, and Nick Fury basically the whole movie. And then yeah, and then the third one's gonna be him with Doctor Strange. So yeah, it's it's cool, you know, seeing him pair up with even, even though it's like I don't think it's gonna be a pairing. I think he's he's just gonna appear in there, he's gonna help Peter guide, you know, through what the hell's going on with this multiverses. So we'll have to see what happens. Who knows? I have a feeling that that uh the addition of of, of Doctor Strange is Marvel kind of coming out and being like, All right, you know. This is our one major thing that needs to be in this movie. So Doctor Strange has to be in it, and Sony has to be, you know, kind of like, okay, that's, you know, we can, we can, we can work with that because, 
as much as as Disney would love to have Spider-Man back, there's I don't think there's any chance in hell that Sony is willing to sell him back. So this is kind of like the two studios working together, you know. No, I look you at, I, I look at it that way just because mm -hmm. there's more there's more at stake for Marvel than there is for Sony. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You know, Sony's like whatever. You, you guys are basically making the movie for us. You right. know, like we just own the character, so no harm, no foul on our part. You know, right. Uh, but yeah, so uh, moving on to some other stuff. Um, so today they what well, was it today? Yeah, it was today. They actually announced that they're going to go ahead and do a, the Furiosa prequel that we've been hearing about ever since you know Mad Max Fury Road came out back in 2015. Um, so they're obviously not going to bring back Charlize Theron. Um, this is you know this is a young Furiosa, and they cast Anya Taylor Joy to play her, and they also cast Chris Hemsworth and uh yeah is it yaya like i'm sorry if i'm saying his name wrong but yaya abdul mateen uh the actor that played dr manhattan yeah he played dr manhattan he played uh uh what's it uh black manta right from yes from uh aquaman mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah 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 and, and he, he's also in the upcoming Candyman, i believe yes yes he's he's great i i like him a lot so that's actually yeah, great a great actor that's a pretty solid cast i uh i haven't seen much of uh anya um uh, she's still pretty young and we were reading a little bit earlier that she got kind of put on the map with the movie, the witch. Um, but other than that, I haven't really seen many things that she's in, but I do hear, uh, that she's very good in most of the things that she's in. Um, and then obviously Chris Hemsworth, that's, uh, that was a surprise to me. I mean, mm -hmm. George Miller is a big icon in Australia. So Chris yeah, Hemsworth it, it, it was an easy casting. Yeah. Right. He lives, he lives probably next door to the guy. He's like, yeah, I'll come to your movie. Right, but at this rate, with how long it took them to make Fury Road, we're not we're not going to see the Furiosa <laughs> movie for at least another like five years. But yeah. um, I, I mean, I'm excited. I I loved absolutely. Uh, it was probably my favorite action film within the last five years, right? Because I think mm -hmm. Fury Road came out in 2015, right? Uh, 2015, yeah. That movie yeah. was absolutely incredible. Everything I, we ever saw the movie in previews. Uh, remember, we saw the we were at the the Comic Con panel the uh -huh. year before, yes. And they showed that sequence of them running through that storm uh -huh. and out being you know in the theater because you the theater had a giant screen that literally wrapped around the entire theater, and we were surrounded by that storm, and it was one of the coolest things that I'd ever seen on a screen in my entire life. Yeah, and then just watching the movie. And the movie just nailed it from beginning to end. It is probably, yeah, like it's probably the best action movie. Um, definitely, definitely like of the past decade. And, you know, definitely you could say maybe top 10 of all time. I mean, it, I've talked to people that actually uh, that aren't as crazy about it. And um, I've stopped talking to those people because of their reaction <laughs> to it. Um, but no, I, for me, at least I I don't think the movie to me it doesn't have any flaws it really doesn't i mean if there's any flaw that people really bitched about is that technically the character of mad max kind of takes a little bit of a backseat or like shares the same bench with you know with with furiosa, <laughs> because, furiosa. um because you know, most people recognize the mad max films because of the character mad max right so with tom hardy um who i thought was perfect in it taking the role of max rockatansky and then having Charlize Theron be Furiosa and them kind of basically share screen time for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, that kind of like threw people off a little bit. They felt that would, you know, it was maybe a little bit like one of these like female empowerment, you know, uh, let the males, you know, kind of sit back while the, the females kind of dominate and take over. And I didn't really mm -hmm. see that. I mean, it's to be honest, even if even if it was, it's fine with me. It doesn't really bother me. But it's not a big deal. It really is. Right. But other than that, I mean, that was really the only like major flaws people pointed out because besides that, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically a two hour chase 
it's a two-hour chase movie. I mean, mm-hmm. there are some the times where it slows down and like develops the characters a little bit, a little bit more story. And I think those those scenes are even are great as well. But the 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 balls to the wall action sequences are like they're unreal and they still hold up. And this movie is already yeah. five years old, and um, you'd yeah. be surprised. Well, basically, everything was shot practically. Yeah, everything. All those cars were actually there. Yeah, you know, like all those chase sequences, you know, actually happen. Like, uh, I re- I would love to see because um, I'm sure they have it. Like a real showing, like all the the CGI they use in the movie. The, I, most, I'm sure it'd be I'm sure it'd be like a minute long. Most well, to be actually to be quite honest, that most of the CGI um it, it was used as like uh additive. You know what I mean? Not necessarily mm. creating an entire sequence from CGI, but like those shoot um those giant wide shots of like those 40 cars driving down you know those open plains and what yeah. they'll do is they'll add certain like uh surrounding elements like a mountainside or like hills on one yeah, side of or, course you know yeah and, and, and like that sandstorm obviously wasn't real so right but most yeah but uh, most of the cgi was basically additive it wasn't really like to they didn't create a screen uh scene from scratch with just cgi and and then you know finish it from there you know so yeah. um yeah that movie to be quite honest, I, I kind of the the one part that s- sticks out a little bit uh, like a sore thumb as it feeling maybe a little bit fake is the storm sequence just because like mm. it's a little bit obviously it's so over the top that it's like it's ridiculous. It's but I love it. Ridiculous. But, you know, the climactic scene with the with the giant tanker and like it fucking blowing up and, you know, with with Max on that that swinging like pendulum thing as it's blowing up yeah, like swinging over, over. Yeah. oh my god it's unbelievable it's you insane know? man yeah and like it, and all that's actually happening it's crazy right. and they can only do that once it's like it's not oh, like yeah. it's, it's one of those things oh shit all right well, let's let's reset bring on the mm-hmm. second tanker you know yeah yeah, uh, yeah rebuild the tanker exactly right. it's crazy so, but yeah i uh the the fact that we're getting finally um uh, a prequel because uh, when it once Fury Road came out and had received all the praise that it's got. Once they asked George Miller, like, what's the next step? He was the one that was like, yeah, we we were looking at making a Furiosa, you know, either spinoff or prequel. And um, mm-hmm. the Charlize Theron was still kind of rumored to be part of it at that time. But I mean, you know, this is still five years ago. Right. So mm-hmm. um, it was. And then it got to the point where it seemed like it wasn't going to happen because we we're already like three years past the movie coming out. And uh, they asked, they would ask George Miller and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm still kind of working on a script and trying to figure things out. But it was almost like, it was almost like he was just kind of like trying to de- de- deflect any sort of attention just so that, you know, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, but it's pretty crazy that it is. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I understand why maybe Charlize Theron is not, uh, uh, wasn't willing to do it or just didn't really uh, sign up for it because I do know that um, her, the production schedule for Fury Road was brutal for both her and and she did not get along at all with Tom Hardy on set. Yeah, so, dude, I, I was going to talk about that. I read that article recently that they hate each other on yeah. set. And like they both opened up about it and they both said, obviously, we could have been nicer to each other. We've talked since and we're fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like imagine working out in the hot sun all the time and then yeah, they hate each other so much to the point that basically they didn't speak. The only way they would speak was that they would talk to the other person's stunt double, basically, and then you know they would relay the message back to the other person. It took them six months to shoot the movie, which is crazy. You know, most movies are done in about three, maybe four. You know, so mm. six months of being in the middle of the Australian desert, there wasn't really like there wasn't all there really was was like a shooting script or like storyboards. Like there wasn't necessarily a written script because there's really not that much dialogue in the movie. So. Mm. 
so I remember uh, both Charlize Theron and, and Tom Hardy were basically saying that like it was frustrating because they didn't necessarily know what was going on or what was happening. They were kind of just being told what to do like the day of, you know, it wasn't like they could prepare as to what was going to happen just because like the script wasn't a traditional script. It was all just basically storyboards. It was all in George Miller's head, basically. Yeah. So okay. that was the frustration that they had that they dealt with. So I'm not surprised that she wasn't like super forthcoming about coming back but then again i don't mind them offering the role to somebody who you know deserves it and is very up and coming and makes it more of like a prequel so obviously it would make more sense to have her being younger and so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm excited I, I i hope it's good you know uh, yeah you know well what, what i always doesn't take another five years to make so we'll see what happens there uh, do, do you think she loses the arm in the movie Yes, hundred percent. Oh, of course, <laughs> yeah. Like right towards the end, right? Like whatever climactic scene happens, she'll lose the arm, and then she'll win whatever fight she's in. Yeah, maybe not even towards the end. Maybe even the middle. Maybe even in the beginning. Who knows? But for sure, we're gonna see it happen. Now, right. Now, uh, now, what I want to know is: Is Chris Hemsworth gonna be the villain? I hope not. <laughs> I like really. I, 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 I'd be down for that because, like, well, I, I love the guy, but like, I would love to see him be like a bad guy. He, I don't think he's ever been a bad guy in a movie, has he? Like kill him. I I know he did the one. Um, is it Bad Times at the El Royale, uh, which I didn't see, but like he, it looked like he was like a villain in that movie. Yeah, he is. Uh, I saw it. It's it's good. Which I I would watch it. But um, uh, yeah, he he is a very one of the antagonists. He's not the main one, but he's definitely an antagonist in the movie. So mm -hmm. that's yeah, that's basically now that I think about it, it's probably yeah, it's the only movie he's ever played any sort of villain antagonist character so i guess yeah, yeah it'd like, be interesting. he's got the charisma to pull it off right so yeah yeah and, and like he's such a likable guy that would just make it a fun turn to just see him be a piece of shit mm -hmm. you know because like there's one thing about the villains in the mad max universe they are the worst kind of people around but they're they're so, amazing they're awesome but they're yeah. the worst kind of people yeah 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 they, they've always been great um so you know I'm, I'm definitely really excited for it so we'll definitely see what happens when it comes out yeah but yeah, you know, that, that's the real question there is like, when is it going to come out? Right. So, you know, we did an episode a uh, couple, uh, maybe about a month or two back where we talked about, you know, all these movies that were supposed to be coming out this year and haven't been, maybe they've been pushed back, you know, they were pushed back to later this year. You know, a lot of them were, some were pushed back next year entirely. Now those movies have been pushed back again, basically some to the end of the year. And most of them are now in 2021. Some have been pushed back pretty far. So you know, let, let's talk about that a little bit. So Wonder Woman was, is one of them. She was supposed to come out in August, I believe. Originally supposed to come out, I want to say, in May. I uh, got pushed to August, and now she's been pushed back all the way to Christmas. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, again, with how things are, it does. I don't think it's going to make it to Christmas. I, I think they're going to they're going to push it back again. But I don't know. What do you think? I mean, we, we talked about it in that episode that you brought up where um, I'm pretty sure we both had a, both of us had a consensus that we just don't see these movies being released uh, with uh, within these time frames that these studios are putting out because one, it's just, it's too risky for them to release something and not make money just based on pe you know, people that don't want to go to the movie theaters or the movie theaters are, you know, refusing to open or are not allowed to open. Mm -hmm. And then two, it's, it's one of those where, uh, do 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 they want to save off the movie to maybe release it during a better uh time of the year that's not you know christmas time maybe they want to wait off till the following summer because summer is such a bu busy season for movies and um I, I i i think i think this isn't this isn't the end we're going to see a lot more either one of either shifting it to video on demand or delaying it until mm -hmm. you know whenever because yeah 
like uh, Disney themselves recently said that they're going to start focusing on streaming. You know, they're going to focus more, more heavily on Disney Plus, like um, the Pixar movie Soul. Yeah, um, a, that, that's com- that's coming out Christmas Day on Disney Plus, but not yeah, the was- premium, not, not, uh, not like Mulan. It's just coming out. Right. Uh, well, it, look what happened with uh, the I, I believe the last movie I saw or either second or last movie I saw before things shut down was um, I'm drawing a blank here, but it was the last it was the last Pixar movie uh, onward. Uh, onward. OK, yeah. yeah. And that one. It was in theaters when the pandemic, you know, the early March craziness mm-hmm. happened, right? And it was yep. it came out. I think March sixth is when it came out, and um, it was in theaters for like yeah, like maybe a week. Uh, and within when everything started shutting down, Disney was like, "Fuck it, you know, we'll have to release it on Disney Plus." And they released it on Disney Plus like three weeks later. I think it was like yep. beginning of April. It was already on Disney Plus. Yeah, it was already out. Yeah, yeah. And like you know, with those movies, like you you can anticipate they can afford to do it because you yep. know they're animated. You know, it doesn't cost as much to make. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they can take the blow better with those movies. Um, but I don't know, like, uh, as far as, like, the premium content, like the Mulan treatment, do you think that's going to happen inevitably with, like, Black Widow or, like, movies like that if around that time we're still not there? I think Disney's preparing for it just because they, how, you know, how they, they came out, I think it was, like, yesterday that you were mentioning of this whole, like, they're completely shifting the, the, the uh, mindset of the company um, into more of, you know, the direct-to-consumer type of entertainment instead of theater entertainment, just because like mm-hmm. one, it benefits them to have control over everything because of their Disney plus service. And then two, it's, it's easier to have people uh, watch their products when they can watch it from the comfort of their own home. So mm-hmm. um, I, I think it's just Disney preparing uh, not, not necessarily for the worst, but preparing for like this maybe become a reality, you know, within a couple months, who knows? Because, it's not looking good for the theaters at all. So no, definitely not now. Like you know, definitely not in the immediate future. Yeah, like I would say honestly, man, I don't know. Maybe like March of next year, and you know, maybe people will feel more comfortable going. But thing is, like, are enough of them going to go to justify movies being put out, or at mm-hmm. least the temp? You know, the big budget movies are the ones that are really in danger because small movies, you know, they can release them and they can make some money back. And enough people are going, maybe they make back their budget. But movies, you know, the big ones like Black Widow um you know dune jurassic park you know all, all films that have been pushed back you know like they're in danger if, mulan, if things don't get better mulan was a was a big budget uh movie for disney just because yeah. like one they were banking on the the chinese audience just because obviously the movie takes place in in some form of china right mm-hmm. and then uh two it was uh just the popularity of mulan as uh, like the animated movie they were banking on the popularity of that movie going into this one so uh, a lot of mo- a lot of money was put towards this Mulan movie, and I'm not gonna lie, it's very pretty. You know, uh, we did watch it uh, at home, and mm. it's fine. I mean, it's really nothing to write <laughs> home about, but yeah. uh, but it's one of those movies where um, if Disney's really uh, worried about not making enough money or not making money back on it, then I can see that happening more often, where they release it on Disney Plus at a thirty dollar price tag, and they they'll recoup whatever they can. Um, it definitely doesn't look it doesn't look great for for big budget uh, movies to kind of recoup their costs, especially nowadays. So um, this whole direct to video streaming it seems like it's really their only option because uh, we were talking about it before. I told you I was going to look up the box office that Tenet made. Mm-hmm. Um, so domestically, uh, it's been op- it's been in theaters since September 3rd in the U.S. It's mm-hmm. made. 
48 million dollars. Jesus Christ. It's made 275 worldwide. So a total wow. is 323 million. Now, uh, I can guarantee you the budget for that film is at least 200 million dollars. So you're going to yeah. need to you need to make at least double to mm -hmm. to make some form of profit and then you're going to need to make more on top of that to make it be relatively successful. So Exactly. Yeah, I mean That's they're right. not even yeah. Yeah. No, because so. 48, 48 million, like when these are normal, they could have made that in one day, mm -hmm. especially during the summer. So, you know, to make that in a month of release just shows how bad things are. Now, it's crazy, man. That's what they were hoping to make. I'm sure they, I'm sure if things were normal, Tenant would have easily made it definitely on a weekend. It would have made 48 million, but that's pro it probably would have made that even just on like Thursday night previews alone. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, you know, you have movies like that, that look, I'm looking right here, the budget. As of right, according to Wikipedia, which is you know, let's take this with a grain of salt. The budget for Tenant is 200, 200 million dollars. Mm -hmm. So, in box office, or according to Box Office Mojo, is around three hundred twenty-five million. So, I mean, you know, they're they're still way off in making any sort of money back. So, which is yeah. unfortunate, but it's Tenant was like the, uh, I guess the, uh, what's the word here? I can't even think of the word. Um, <laughs> It'll come to you. It'll come to me. Don't worry. It's basically it was like the uh, the movie to throw out there to test how things how audiences would react in terms of going back yeah, to the movies. It, it was a guinea pig, basically. There you go. It was the guinea pig, and uh, let's just say that the guinea pig, as of right now, is 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 flipped over and gutted and and, and yeah. completely oh, slaughtered. For, so forget it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. So so definitely a movie that I know you and I are both bummed got pushed back was Dune, mm. especially since we recently got the trailer for that movie and it which looked unbelievable like just everything just looked incredible from Os oscar isaac's beard to that sandworm at the end um just everything about that movie just looked absolutely just like fucking magical really it just looked amazing and then what like a week two weeks later they've announced that it's been pushed back to october 1st of next year so yeah. almost a year delay yeah i I've, i was actually going to bring up that jason momoa looks like he kind of was just he kind of was just like by the set that day and they were just like you want to be in this and he's like yeah man sure <laughs> yeah bro <laughs> yeah we have this character that we can uh that you, you're perfect for and he's mm -hmm. like, all right I'll, I'll just i'll be myself and he's basically playing himself it's but, fucking great yeah but yeah i mean for it to be delayed i kind of saw it coming you know we talked about this earlier when when wonder woman was announced as a december release i was like Man, I don't know if Warner Brothers is going to do that because that's like one Wonder Woman is definitely a big budget film, especially a big budget superhero film. It's probably the mm -hmm. it's probably, you know, the the only major successful DC film that they've had um, from their new universe that you know you basically have that and like Shazam. Right. Or the two basically the two most successful DC films that they've had. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, as far as like critically and commercially. Yeah. Like, right. You could argue that those are the two. You can count Harley Quinn and and I can't even list yeah. you the, the the yeah the, uh, was it it was Harley Quinn and the Fantabulous Emancipation no it was Birds of Prey there you and go the Fantabulous Emancipation of one Harley Quinn which yeah. I love that title I, I thought it was freaking, but but the movie didn't make any money which is a shame because I thought it was an amazing movie but it didn't make any money right so you know Wonder Woman is is their at least right now is their bread and butter in terms of making money in their DC universe. Um, we'll see what happens with uh, the Suicide Squad and, and and other things down the line. But mm. when they had announced that Wonder Woman was getting pushed to December, I was like, I in the back of my mind, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I think there's there's no way that they release Wonder Woman, you know, one week, and then either they have Dune released the week before or the week after, because you know, hey, there's only four weeks in a month, right? So you got mm. you have 
four different Fridays to pick from when you want to release, right? So um, the fact that it got delayed did not surprise me. The fact that it got delayed that much was a bit surprising because I, yeah. you know, if you were to ask me, you know, when do you think if Dune gets delayed, when is it going to release? I'm like, oh, it's a summer film. You know, they're banking on it being some sort of summer, big summer blockbuster. So maybe it becomes a, a June release, maybe July, maybe even as early as May. But not, mm -hmm. you know, when they said October, I was like, holy shit, that's almost it's was that nine months later. So basically, yeah. But I mean, you can tell that they're just banking on things being back to normal, like normal, normal yeah. by that point. You know, yeah. like, you know, they're banking on either like a vaccine being out or maybe the virus being just gone. You know, enough people have had it. We're like, we have the herd immunity or whatever, you know, the science about it is. But they're just banking on time being on their side. So, you know, which is like they're not missing out too much because also, you know, maybe it also helps them get the second movie filmed and ready to go quicker. Because mm -hmm. even though even though we don't even know if it's been greenlit yet, but we know that that this movie Dune is just the first part. It's a little worrisome about it being greenlit because um, one would have thought that they would have greenlit uh, a, a third installment for Blade Runner, right? Because of mm -hmm. how well 2049 was received, but it just didn't really make the money that they were hoping. So mm -hmm. obviously, a third a third Blade Runner as of right now has yet to be greenlit. And I'm not even I'm not even sure if we'll ever get it at least anytime soon. You know, maybe ten years, 15 years down the line, maybe they try maybe. again. Um, yeah, we'll have an old decrepit Harrison Ford just being upset again. It's no, like, bro, yeah. you, you, it's like you can say no, bro. You don't have to yeah. do this. He's still alive, but he's like, nah, I got it. Um, <laughs> it's like, uh, all right then. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I think it's the same thing with Dune. I think they're they're really as much as they have as much faith as Warner Brothers has in Denis Villeneuve and and him handling old franchises and basically modernizing them for modern audiences. Um, I, th I still think they're worried about the kind of money that it can make back because Dune is another one that it's, it's definitely a $200 million movie. Um, mm. at least if not, if not more, yeah, if I'm, not I'm, more. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking closer to maybe like 300. At this maybe. Point. Yeah, maybe. Um, I, 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 I would be surprised if they didn't make the second one because they kind of went into it. Like, I mean, Denis Villeneuve was basically saying that like, if I do do this, this Dune movie, I want it to be two films. I want one film to be half the book and the second film to be the other half. So I feel like there's a little, at least a little bit of a, an agreement there as to, as to we'll make the second movie, you know, uh, maybe it's like more of a verbal agreement, but it seems like they will commit to making the second movie. But yeah, I, I still think Warner brothers is worried about how much money they can make or how much money they'll, they'll get back from it. I mean, it looks amazing, but so did Blade Runner and look what happened. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it sucks, but it's true. It, it does give them more time to maybe polish things up and kind of like uh, put the put the, the 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 chips on like the on the checkers board and figure out you know uh, which is the right way to to kind of prepare for the second film. You know, so we'll yeah, see. Uh, yeah, I hope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. And then you know, movies that got pushed back: Jurassic Park Dominion, which is supposed to come out the, uh, next year, got pushed back to twenty twenty two, which was a bummer, but. Uh, we actually from recently got Jeff Goldblum reenacted his famous pose from the first Jurassic Park without a shirt on, right? Just like you know, a little open chest there. That the man still got it. He's I, like what in his early sixties, and he still looks amazing. I think I think he's yeah, early sixties, maybe late fifties. Um, but to be quite honest, I mean, you may hate me for saying this, uh, Alexis, but I'm only really looking forward to Jurassic Park Dominion just because. 
Jeff Goldblum, Sam Neill, and Laura Dern will be coming back. I believe she's coming back as well, right? She's yeah, in all of them are back. They're yeah. all back. All of them. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's literally the only. Re- he's sixty-seven. Um, that's literally really. The, wow, he looks yeah. great for his age. Um, yeah, I mean, he's you know he's 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 67? still Jeff, Jesus. He's, he's my dad's age. Um, and uh, but what I was getting at is that I absolutely hated the new the two new movies with Chris Pratt. I thought uh, Jurassic um, Jurassic World was pretty average to kind of like they're really trying to bank on nostalgia and and try to make it like uh, as 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 awe-inspiring as jurassic park one but i i feel like all the movies have gone downhill ever since the first one um i feel like they get progressively worse okay Um, so i really enjoyed jurassic world that was a pretty a pretty good just you know straight up action movie i wasn't expecting it to be like you know anything transformative or anything like that you know i just wanted to see dinosaurs causing fucking havoc um fallen kingdom was okay i i didn't enjoy it very much myself um i felt that the whole one raptor thing and that that you know haunted house whatever but it was like okay and then it got weird with the cloning and things like that and it's like all right guys like what, what what's going on now we're, we're just, just it, it, it's just i didn't mean to interrupt but it's just like the the concept of of the the concept itself of jurassic park like logically only really works for like two movies because <laughs> The fact that they keep either going back to this goddamn island or this string of islands or the fact yeah. that they're like, you know what? Enough time has passed. I think people have forgotten. Let's try to build another goddamn park with live dinosaurs in it. And and no, don't worry. Nothing bad will happen. We swear we'll hire all the best people like our president does. And they won't, you know, you know they go. won't <laughs> fuck things up and then everything gets destroyed. Right. But lo and behold, it keeps happening. So, like, I don't know, with, with Jurassic World and... and um which uh, it was Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom. Um, mm. It's just like, it's like enough is enough. I get it. They're trying to, you know, it's you know, it's a huge franchise for Universal. But man, I, the the only ones that really hold up Jurassic Park one obviously is a is is a classic. It's one of the most amazing movies probably ever made. I mean, mm. uh, it's one of the few movies that really lived up to how good the book is, and the book is still even better. Um, but. And then you have the Lost World, where there was interesting ideas, and it's it was still nice to have Steven Spielberg, you know, in the director's chair again. But it was definitely not as good as Part One. Uh, and then they all just go downhill from there. I mean, Jurassic Park Three is pretty bad, and for me, Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom are just kind of like they're just really trying to cash in on on the on the '90s nostalgia of the first movie. So. Uh, the fact that Jurassic World Dominion got pushed back even even more, it for me, I'm like that's probably the one movie that uh, on our list that I would I could basically tell myself, whatever, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, so so funny thing was so like I was looking at a list of like all the movies that have, have been pushed back, and obviously there's like a plethora of them, but one that I found like most like egregious, mostly because it's like why are you even like telling us about this movie? It was Avatar Five, which apparently I didn't even know they were making that many. I thought there was only like four of them. But there's an Avatar five, and it's scheduled to come out in 2028. I forget. I'm, like, I'm, I'm just not going to the movies anymore. Forget. Yeah, it. I have to wait yeah. till 2028 to watch it. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> it's like, why? Like James Cameron is like, why are you doing this to us? First of all, the first Avatar, it's not great. It's like, Pocahontas. Yeah, I don't think it's a good movie. Like honestly, I saw it in theaters. I saw it maybe one more time after that. I've never seen it again. At least not in its entirety. You know, like the, the ride of Disney is fucking amazing, but I hate the Avatar world. 
You know, like none of it interests me. I find it fucking weird. You know, it's weird that they hair fuck everything on that planet. You know, <laughs> it's like, why, why is this appealing? It's like, why do you want us to go back here? You know, and also I, I, I'm sure there are articles that explain why it made the money that it did, but like I, I don't understand how that movie, not anymore at least, but how it was the highest grossing movie of all time. It's it's the visual spectacle of it. That's really what it was. Like what the, the that was the one movie that really took advantage of the the high def 3D type of uh, movie making. That you know there was a whole 3D phase of movies in the mm-hmm. in the mid 2000s to like yeah, everything was 3D, right? And the only real movie that really took advantage of that was Avatar. And I did watch it in 3D. I'm not gonna lie; it looked it looked amazing in 3D. It's just the visual spectacle of those movies. Yeah, that's and all you, it was exactly. Yeah, James Cameron knows how to handle visual spectacle. I mean, you know, we're talking about the guy who makes a movie every every seven years, right? Or yeah, ten years. Yeah. So and it makes a boatload of money every time. Right. So you know, you have him doing things like Terminator back in the day and, and Aliens. And then you had him doing like the mid '90s. You have, I think, his sleeper hit, which I love, is True Lies. Um, and Dude, then, I love that movie. I love True yeah. Lies. That movie is so good. You know, it's like a four yeah. movie. I don't give a fuck. It's so good, man. Yeah. So, but then he kind of fluttered a little bit. Like I, you know, there's Titanic, visual spectacle. You know, not the best movie, but it's still. He, like I said, he knows how to handle spectacle. And then we go to after Titanic was Avatar, right? Because he didn't make anything after that. So. Mm-hmm. Watching Avatar in two thousand nine, um, yeah, I mean, it is. It's what it is. It's it's dances with wolves. It's Pocahontas in space, right? But as a visual spectacle movie, there is definitely some really entertaining parts in that film. You know, some of the like like the climactic battles or the climactic battle in that movie. It's mm. it still holds up. You watch it now, and it still yeah, looks like, like like flying. Yeah, all the flying scenes were, were really were really great to look at when you first saw it. And yeah, the movie still holds up as far as like looks. Right. But yeah. Like I, I feel as far as like substance, I feel at like its place in like in cinema, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I don't think it's as cemented as people like like to oh, think it is. You know, I agree. I, agree. I think I mean, he, the reason James Cameron one got four sequels was because one, he probably has in his head like all these four sequels written out already. He's a you mm-hmm. know, he's a pretty like prepared guy. You know, he does, it's very Absolutely. rare. He's very rare that he's going into anything not knowing what he's doing. But yeah. Um, and then two, it's. The concept Disney's looking at it as like, holy shit, look at this fucking paycheck we got back, you know, or that we, but Fox got back for Avatar, the, f- the first Avatar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even if we make 60% of what the first Avatar made in each one of these sequels, that's a shit ton of money that's coming in. So, yeah, billions, billions of dollars. So, that yeah, that's why he's making four sequels. I mean, I'm sure, like I said, he has the stories written out and he has an idea of what's going to happen in each one. Mm-hmm. Um, do I care what happens in each one? No, not really. But no. Nah. Uh, like, do, do you think he gets to make all five? I mean, like have, two. Have, as far as I heard, two. He finished filming two already. I think he's still two filming and, three. I think two and three are done. I mm. think, and then I think he's doing two and three back to back, and then four and yes. five back to back. I think. <laughs> I've. I mean, who knows? But yeah. um, it's just like they're you know they're entertaining. I mean, uh, and the the cast is is fine. I mean, you can never go wrong with like Sigourney Weaver, even though you know, spoiler alert, she's dead. But um, yeah, no, but she she's back somehow. Like you know, she that they've caught her on set. Like she's confirmed that she's in the movie. Like I don't know what's going on. I, I don't know back. how she died, but whatever. I don't, I don't know. She's in she's in the tree shit. Who knows? Yeah, she's in she's she's tree sap somehow. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but uh. Yeah. And then um. Sam Worthington, who's like the lead. 
He's one I of the most. Bro. That, that guy's gotten so lucky. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's not good. Um, he's not good, dude. He's not yeah. good. And he has. He's one of these people. He's like Charlie Hunnam when it comes to hiding his accent. He's really bad at hiding his accent. I yeah, watched I Pacific Rim the other day, and Charlie Hunnam in that movie is like, it's like, dude, I, I'm talking to myself. I'm like, I'm like Guillermo, you know, Guillermo del Toro, director. Like, mm. why didn't you just make him British? Just leave him British. Like, why does yeah. he have to be American? But it's true. Yeah, it's but, true. Yeah, you know, like you got Idris Elba just hamming it up in his natural accent. You know, it's like just yeah. let Charlie Hunter do his thing. You know, but yeah, I, I yeah, the fact that that we have to be told that Avatar Five is getting, you know, now it's twenty twenty. What'd you say, twenty twenty eight? Was twenty twenty eight? Are we even gonna make it? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I feel like the planet's gonna get hit by a fucking meteor before then. You know, I think November with with the election is what November third, right? November third, yeah. Yeah, my birthday, which is on November fourth, I don't know. I'm not turning thirty-two. I'm. We're all done. We're dead after November. <laughs> November third, yeah. there will be a civil war where we're all done. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 yeah, we all got to pick a side. Yeah, man, it's yeah. like twenty. Like my kid's gonna be eight years old when that movie comes out. Like that freaks me the fuck out. And that's if like, it comes out on time, because at this yeah. rate, it'll probably be twenty thirty-five, and and we'll still yeah, 20, have yeah, exactly. We'll still, like I'll have no hair probably. We'll get the third. Like we'll get the third Avatar by then. So don't worry. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. He's like, right, we're making more. It's like, we don't want more. Stop it. Stop it, James Cameron. Too bad. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, safe to say, you know, the, the the world of movies is a little bit, well, not a little, it's just in straight up trouble right now. So, you know, hopefully, you know, things will improve over time. And then next year, we'll finally get back into the swing of things and finally get, you know, back to what we love, which is going to the movies and seeing films that we care about, you know, films that you know, make us feel something and make us think. You know, because yeah, that's definitely like you said. You know, like that's definitely one of the things I miss the most about you know when things were back to normal. So hopefully, that's something that we get back and something that we get back intact. And you know, how and for sure, once movies are back, it's going to help so many people move on from what happened. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. at least at least that's what I feel is going to do for me. So definitely, I'm excited to be back in the theater and just you know watching the things I love. So we'll have to see how it goes. But uh, all right, so Carlos, I want to thank you for joining me this week. It was definitely a good talk. You know, hopefully, like I said, you know, things get better and, you know, we can start doing you know, what we love again and watch all these awesome movies. Well, so we'll, uh, we'll see. I mean, it's yeah. I, I get worried of a lot of people aren't big fans of the big theater chains, but they're really the only ones that have been able to, to sustain these like uh, movie pass slash a list uh, subscription services, which, which I feel are good for the consumer. So mm-hmm. if 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 these big theater chains die out and, you know, it's nice that small, maybe small indie indie theaters kind of start propping up again. It might be a little bit tough because then it's going to be a little bit harder on, on our wallets just because all these like subscription services to get to watch these movies are probably going to go away. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it would be yeah, unfortunate, we'll, but we'll see what happens. Time, time will tell, dude. Time will tell. So well, where, where can folks find you? So my Instagram handle is Briseno underscore media underscore. It's just my personal Instagram page. Yeah. So, you know, guys, go and check it out so you can see his uh, recent anniversary trip to Vero Beach. One year married. Congratulations. Wait. That was that was that I married a year. Oh shit! Yeah, I know it, it flies by, man. Like I'll be married three years um, in like three four months. So yeah, don't worry, man. It was fun. It was fun. I, I had a good time, but yeah, that was it's probably the last thing that I posted on there. So <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, as usual, you can find me on Instagram. It is at Alexis underscore says underscore. I'm also on Twitter, Alexis Javier eighty eight, where I used to talk about basketball, but now that's fucking over. So yeah, so basically, I'm just bashing oh. the president. Yeah, you know, uh, well, the Dolphins actually did really well last week. I was actually like, I was taken aback. I was like, who the fuck is this team? Very like, well. I, 
yeah, I know the Niners are injured to hell. You know, Garoppolo isn't himself. But just the way they dominated from beginning to end, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, the O-line was, like, actually there. You know, like, our, our it was strange to see how, how well they played. It also helped having Byron Jones back. Yeah, Fitzpatrick looked like, I'm not going to lie, at certain points he looked like Aaron Rodgers in the pocket. Just kind of, like, throwing. killing it. Just throwing the ball. killing like, it. Like, like, he knew exactly where his receivers That, that one throw, yeah, and then Gesicki's balling out, that throw that he had, where, and then he ran it for, like, what, 70 yards, and then uh, that touchdown pass to Devontae Parker. I yeah. was like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> he looked like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- don't tell Aaron Rodgers that. He'll get very upset. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, until next time, take care of each other, and peace out. Peace out.